We have only 35 chambers. There is no 36. I know that. But I want to create a new chamber. And what would that be? I think Shaolin techniques should be available to all. So then, that's my idea for a new chamber. To teach the martial arts to the people. Anybody. All right, welcome to another episode of My Three Cents. And uh, this episode, I want to talk about how things are very symbolic all over the place. I just want to talk about a few symbols. And uh, even when what we're doing is the symbolism. And when what's happening is the symbolism. Right? The ultimate symbolism. You know, lately I was thinking... I was getting these downloads about, you know, nature and different things because I always look at nature. I look at the birds outside, whatever it is. If I'm sitting here working at my workstation, I got a window right next to me. So um, I got a clear view of nature all day, right, if I just look to the left. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you study nature, just look around in your now. What's happening is the universe is communicating to you through everything. And it's no different than being in a dream. Because that's what the dream's doing, right? The dream is just multiple pictures and imagery and scenario. And to you, the conscious mind, it doesn't always make sense. And you end up having to decode it because it is coded right but the thing about it is what came to me is that you know I've had this thought before but sometimes it's when you have a thought right sometimes it's worth revisiting things because you feel a little bit different so it came to me that it's no different than a computer running a background program when you put it in sleep mode right it's about balance. And what happened was I was dreaming because I dreamed, you know, I have this thing where since I can remember, every time I doze off, I go, I go right into a dream. This has been since, you know, I was younger, three years old is the oldest dream I can remember. Because I used to have these repetitive, what we call nightmares, until I figured out how to stop the loop. Right. And this was like the beginning to me figuring out that there was insight. There was actually things in life that you can do by going through them a certain way. And depending on how you do that. It'll take you here or take you there. Right. There was always more than one way. And, uh, yeah, I used to have this repetitive dream where um, I think I had just got glasses, very young age. And um, in my dream, every night, I would wake up and there was some type of monster in the closet. And I'm in the bed. And my glasses would fall off. My glasses would fall onto the floor and kind of like roll under the bed. <laughs> 
And it would happen. I would have this dream every single night until one night when I had the dream. Um, when the glasses fell off the bed, I actually reached down. I just went ahead, got the glasses. And what that did was it broke the barrier between me and that thing that I thought was in the closet, right? In the nightmare. So... I learned that, you know, it was me. It was me. It was I was the reason that the dream kept coming back, right? So, um, yeah, I've been dreaming like that my whole life, and I haven't really found people that can dream that way. Um, people used to call it astral traveling, and this is before I knew what any of that was. So, I, you know, to me, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what that is. Astral projecting, astral travel. I don't know what that is. The astral plane. So, you know, I went through a period where I studied and looked up everything I could about dreams. And what I found was that people don't really know anything about dreams. That's one of the things that they know the least about. And they'll admit it. <laughs> um, because it's mysterious to them. Now, I know in the spirit realm, it's just referred to as the land of Nod or, you know, it's referred to as the fifth dimension. It depends on what context you're in when you're talking about the dream realm. But what I do know is that it is a place. It's not a... Um, it's not like you fall asleep and you just have a dream. It's actually a place where everybody's consciousness is able to go. And that's why sometimes you'll see someone else there in that, in that form of them, but it's not necessarily them connected to it. If that makes sense. You know, that's, that's kind of what dreams are. And it's the back program, right? It's the mother computer. It's the it's the balance being made in the system while the system is in sleep mode. That's all it is. You know, so, because when I came out this dream, that's what I was shown. I was shown symmetry. I was showing large things lining up on both sides. They, was, they were moving to where they would be perfectly symmetrical if you folded it, right? Horizontally. I mean, uh, vertically. And uh, when I came, well, both ways, actually, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's symmetrical. So when I came out the dream, that was the takeaway, was that every night when you dream, you're dreaming of perfection. And every image you see, every situation you're in, no matter how you consciously feel about it, because that's earth stuff. That's, you know, when you attach that to it, there'll be all kind of judgments and feelings and all kind of stuff attached to the dreams. But the dreams in their self is perfection every night because it's your systems trying to balance themselves. And they have to run these images and these sights and sounds you just happen to be present while it's going on. You see, because everyone dreams every night. I learned that as well. 
But the thing is, a lot of people are not conscious of their dreams. And what, what I see when I hear that, when everybody talks to me about their dreams, you know, a lot of people, I recognize that they are disconnected from self. They don't even dream. That's a big deal. Because that shows that you are not intimate enough with yourself. You haven't gotten close enough to yourself that you can even witness your maintenance happening. And that's why dreams don't always make sense. But it always consists of real information. And if you happen to be present, well, the only way it can make sense to you being there is that your senses will have to kick in. And that's why in dreams you can, you know, taste, touch, smell, and you can do things that you actually can't do in this body, right? Because you're in a suit that's borrowed. You're in a different realm, in a different type of suit. So, this is just what they also call the ethereal realm. You know, there's many names for it. But it's just a dimension that's different than this one. And that's how you get to it. By shutting this body down, uh, separating your consciousness from control of the body and letting the consciousness go do what consciousness can do. It can travel where the body can't travel. That's the point. You know, so if you dream, be grateful um, and be thankful because a lot of people don't get to experience that. And dreams are important. Trust me. Um, that's one thing that took me to where I'm at now because while some people are saying they're just knocked out all night or have no memory of what's going on, you know, to me that sounds wild because... That's not my reality, right? When I go to sleep, <laughs> if I go to sleep and don't dream anything, I would feel extremely strange to just have uh, went to sleep and woken up. Like, that's weird to me. Because I'm just like, okay, time went by in the realm. I have no memory of anything? Nah. So, you know, at least I get to travel. Every time I go to sleep, I get to leave. Then I come back, back into the body every time. I wake up three times a night, average, because I have an average of three dreams a night um, before I decide to go ahead and get up. So that's why I get up pretty early because it's either get up or go back to sleep to a random dream. <laughs> and you don't always feel like jumping back in a random dream, so you go ahead and get up. This is, this is you know, one of my little life riddles. But the point is this. I was thinking the other day about how in existence... We feel like this is the thing. And when you look at other animals and insects and, you know, different creatures or what have you, um, even parasites, uh, they all feel like they are the thing. And they all feel like this is their world, just like you feel like this is your world. 
and you feel like you are the center of your own universe. You see? When people say self-centered, we get the idea that they're talking about some type of ego um, some type of ego action, and it's not based on the ego when we talk about being self-centered. It's a higher knowledge that's saying that you, as a species, feel as if you are the center of this world and this universe. Why do I say that? Because you hold yourself above other things. And you hold yourself under other things. There's an above, there's a below, and there's a ground. We are on the ground. This is the middle ground. Right? And every creature feels like they are playing the middle ground. No different. And what this is supposed to make you understand and understand is that no life is any different than any other. And we say, well, we, we're, we're conscious of this and that, see? This is that's that's what that's what anyone would say. That's what everyone says. That's what every species says. And when you know, you think about how some of these creatures look at us with our arms and squiggly things all flailing off of us, and we're making these weird vibrations, and we're looking all strange. You see, but they choose to coexist with us the same way. Now some creatures will bite you, and that's why you're alien to them. And we talk about, do aliens exist? It depends on whose perspective you're thinking through is where a lot of people are getting these ideas. It's all true on many levels and it's all false on many levels. So when you figure out that no life is any different than another, there is no such thing as higher or lower as far as a life or, um, let's say, self-awareness. Then you start to understand why they put in things like religion. Because when people understand information over other people, they can implement things that will end up being, quote-unquote, over the other people. This is a power move. This is a power grab. This is a power grab, you see? They can give you a Jesus character or a hero or Heru, however you want to put it, and tell you that this is one that was different and you can't be that. Only that one can. We already had one, so sorry. It happened before you got here. You can't do that. That's a play. Because that makes you feel like you are already limited as what you are. And it just sinks you deeper into the matrix, right? It's just like uh, the movie Inception. It's a dream within a dream within a dream. And you start to get sunk within, within, within. That's how this whole place works. It's a cycle. And it's like, how they say it's like the Russian, uh, the Russian nesting dolls where you take one off and then there's a smaller one inside and you take that one off and there's a smaller one inside. That's how this whole thing is. You see? But the thing is that's funny is that the largest thing 
which is what we refer to as the galaxy, is also the smallest thing. Because the galaxy moves just like the atoms, the particles, and the molecules. You see? So once things get ultimately large, they become small and vice versa. The smallest thing becomes the largest thing. And it keeps happening. And this is kind of like when you get the symbol of the snake eating his own tail, the Ouroboros. This is what they're talking about. This is what they're referring to. The snake that eats his own tail. Because this thing, once you start to figure it out, starts to flip inside out. You know, a lot of the things that we make important are only important because we make them important. They have no meaning. This whole thing, we're spending our time stressing out on things we choose to stress out over. We're creating issues so we can solve issues. It means nothing. We're debating matter. We're forgetting spirit. I understand why everybody's not awakened. I get it. Because it wouldn't be this place if it happened like that. It's limited. So not everybody's turn. That's where taking turns come from. It's not your turn. Some people trying to become activated. And I had to think about that because I wasn't one of those people that looked for anything. It just bugged me my whole life. Showed me synchronicities until I paid attention. It gave me everything just to take it away. Many times. until I get it. And once I got it, I had it. And it worked. And it was real. So, you know, my whole journey, all of our journeys, <laughs> you can't take them personal. You can't take it that way. You got to realize that every single thing you're going through, you played some type of role in and you brought that to yourself. It found you. The only reason it found you is so that you can solve it. It didn't find you to traumatize you. It didn't find you to take you out. It's not the devil. You know, these things that they make up because that's just a representation of it can also be something you don't want to go through that you're avoiding. Right? Some type of judgment has to be involved. The whole thing kind of becomes a joke. And uh, kind of becomes petty after a while. <laughs> we 
Because all I did was laugh. Once you start seeing this as a whole and you realize what you're in, you know, you get it. Because the whole time you think you're chasing freedom and you realize that to become free is to realize that you could never be free. That is the freedom. Now you know. You're free. And then the whole thing continues. And the largest thing has become the smallest thing again. We spend our time talking about different topics, very minuscule points within points within points. In this small space of time, a blip on the on the great radar. <laughs> and we choose to have our experience uh, most of the time in low vibrational ways. We choose it. Because to rise up always takes work. It always takes some type of effort. And <laughs> you set it up for yourself this way. So don't even be mad about where you're at. Don't judge. You're there for a reason. You set it up this way. When you see the 11-11 on the clock and you see, you know, the money on the ground or whatever the case may be, you put that there. You drew that up. You design that. When you see something like uh, before it happens and you avoid hurting yourself or, you you know, guess what? You didn't hurt yourself because you wasn't supposed to get hurt. You didn't need yourself to be hurt. So you didn't create it that way. You see, when people talk about realms and different realities, a lot of people get spooked and they say, well, I'm not into that. That doesn't make sense to me. But you live your life and you say, well, I'm going to go to this and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get this job and I'm going to do that. Well, guess what? You are creating a path where seemingly no path exists or you realize that that is a possible path that exists and you're jumping on it. You see? That's no different. It's no different than believing in the multiverse or any of these other theories that people have come up with. We're all talking about the same thing, but the ego always makes you want to feel like you're the only one talking about that thing. And everybody's got it wrong. That's why I say a lot of times with this show that it's my three cents. It's not against anyone's opinion. It's just, hey, listen to it and uh, maybe just think. Just sit and think. You don't have to do anything else. Or you can go look it up. You know, try to verify what I'm saying. Because I know a lot of people are like that. I get it. 
I would be doing it too, you know, but if I was getting something from it and listening to it, I would realize that all this was written in as well. <laughs> That's the only reason I participate, because I follow the signs. I know that this is what we're supposed to be doing. You can always feel when you go against what you should be doing. Why is there a such thing as what you should be doing? If there is a such thing as what you should be doing, then that would have to mean it was pre-written. Right? We say it all the time. So we have to understand that this thing that we're in is amazing. And... Some of us have gotten the upper hand constructing the physical aspect of it and have done it to where there are certain advantages to certain peoples because we know that what the earth does is it peoples. No different than an apple tree apples. We call it an apple tree. It's really not. It's just a tree that apples. So since we see the fruit that it bears, we say that this is this type of tree. but there are many types of trees. It reminds me of how a seed contains the knowledge of the whole, right? That whole thing, I, I love thinking about that because it's an example of many things, of how the grand scheme of things, the whole thing is compressed down into the seed that has the information. It has the knowledge of the entire tree. How do we know that? Because it knows what to grow into. It is programmed with the information. but it is still at its seed point. And here is where time has to mix with the energy. This is just that type of place. Earth. Right? The symbol for Earth is a circle with a cross in it. It could also be looked at as a clock, where it's 12 and 6 and uh, 9 and 3. Things are divided here. That's just what this place is. We can't get caught up in the division and think that it means something. We have to realize and understand that that's just a part of it. It has to exist here. Get over it. It's a part of it. What can you do? Figure that out. We talk about a lot of different things. And what we're trying to do is ease each other's minds. Some people want to become unlocked because they feel trapped in something and they don't know exactly what it is and they don't know exactly how to get out of it. 
They try religion, well, that's just a smaller box. It's like the Russian nesting dolls again. You, you keep getting inside a smaller version of the same thing. That's why it's hard to get out of because it's too many. <laughs> it's like when you sign up for too many things with your email and uh, now you're getting all these emails. And now you got to go to each of them and say, unsubscribe me. And then you got to go two pages to do that. <laughs> now you got to back out of all these things that you've gotten yourself into. You got to get back to the middle ground, the surface. Inspiration. I told my daughter, if you was born an ant and you started eating what ants eat, doing what ants do, and living how ants live, you would say, this is life. This is, this is about me. This is my life. It's no different. It's no different. And that's why they give you the hero versions of something that looks like you. And they always want to have you feeling like there's something that's greater than you that you're not. And in a sense, that's true. But it's only true because you're not it yet. But you still can be. That's the part they're not telling you. That's the part you're not getting. Right. We talk about religion and gods and all this stuff. We got to understand that these are stories from older stories that came from older stories until we get to the oldest stories that we have, that we have recorded. Yeah, we can break down all these different books. We can break down the knowledge and show all the the similarities and the, the coherent, the incoherent stories, and the, we can do all that. But for what? And even myself, I'm guilty of it because I do it because that's what people want to hear because that's what they're concerned with. And true enough, it is a macrocosm. A microcosm of a macrocosm. It is. You know, you can solve things through that avenue because everything is everything. You can solve things anywhere. And if you're more comfortable working from the religious standpoint, you can make spiritual progress. But it's not based on what you believe in. It's based on what you're causing your energy to do has nothing to do with the different names you're trying to call on. That's a different type of worship that you probably shouldn't be doing. Because, truth be told, <laughs> every name that you're ever going to call on is representation of an energy. And we know that every single thing in the realm is also you. 
There's nothing here that's not you. You look at somebody you know, and you got to understand that they are them because you are you. You see? You're already playing you, so they are being played as them. But it's still you. See, when you study the mind and the body and the brain, you realize that your consciousness sits in the back of your brain. That's where it comes from. Your reality comes from the back of your mind. It is a projection, a mental imagery being done by your brain. <laughs> and you say, well, other people are here. Yeah. Because we all believe each other are here. That's why and how we're here. That's how it works. The interconnectivity. That is the world wide web. Where do you think they get this stuff from? That is why we're here. As image and as touch. It's all based on an algorithm of comparison. I was showing my daughter, you hit the table, you hit the wall. You say that's hard, but it's only hard because of what your body is made out of. It's based on you. Everything you perceive is based on you. Think about it. You are the center of your universe. We're talking about how when you're lost, you say, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right there. You got the codes, but you're not realizing that that's what you're saying. Nowhere is a word that also says now here. If you look at it a certain way. You see? Nowhere is now here. Everywhere is nowhere. There's no such thing as nothing. Because nothing is only the opposite representation of something. So when they tell you stuff in the Bible and stuff like in the beginning, you're misinterpreting what they're talking about. They're not talking about the beginning of existence. They're talking about the beginning of existence in the form of a story which is very allegorical and only in reference to a body which can be anybody which would make it everybody. That's what the whole book's about. The celestial energies going through man. In all these different forms and stories. It's not actual history. But it is intertwined with actual historical places. See? Like I've said before, you don't know anybody with all this internet in the world that's ever said, I'm a descendant from one of the people from the Bible. Why is that? 
but we go trace back to ancient Kemet, which was here long before. So I'm not even going to get into that religious Bible thing right now, but you get my point. A lot of times things are just misinterpreted and it hasn't been fully understood that the beginning was just a reference to the beginning of the creation of a man explaining science in a different form. That's why it's called Genesis or Genetics or the beginning of something, some type of organism. The seven days are just the seven chakra. That's why on the seventh day they say he rested. That's crown chakra. That's enlightenment. There was no more work to do. It wasn't about an actual God type of energy becoming tired. That would be odd to be the God of everything and need to rest. But we don't think of it in a logical sense. We just believe it because we're getting the energy off of it. But at some point, you got to make the separation so that you can make the different depictions and have a healthy mind state moving forward. Whether you choose to worship man's religion or some type of people's understanding of how this thing works over your own understanding that you don't even understand yet. I will be working on that. And that takes getting outside of that box. Like they say, he who knows one book knows none. If you're only going to read one book, don't read any. Because it ain't going to do you no good. What are you going to cross-reference that with? <laughs> First of all. So. This is why Genesis and Revelation are at the extremities of the book. Because Revelation just means revolution. Or complete cycle. This is the complete cycle of man. This is the revelation of man. You think it's about the war of the world being over, but it's really about the war of a man dying and being reborn as a new man. The whole process. The fire always represents the spirit. I'm going to go deeper on some of that stuff because it has been requested that I do that episode um, where I break down uh, Revelation and Genesis especially because I'm going to reference how they're both just about the chakra, and they're both just about you. And a lot of it has just been misunderstood. And uh, I was struggling with that before because, like I said, a lot of information seems to be hidden for a reason. And I don't want to give it and seem reckless with the knowledge that I'm just giving it away. There has to be some type of way where I can allude to it and you go do your own research you know, so I'm not spoon feeding and trying to explain to you any type of information that's pertinent to your spirit because you got to get that yourself. You know, that's why I don't like to say too much, but sometimes you just got to step outside of what you're doing and, 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 and let it be known that this is bigger than everything we're talking about. I'm letting you know that even I know that. I'm not playing the game. I'm not doing this for any type of reason. Right? Besides that I feel like I'm led to do it. That's the only reason I'm doing this. 
that's it. But I also understand that there's stuff way above this that's <laughs> we can't even talk about. And that bothers me to have to always keep it kind of close to the surface. Reach out to me through email so we can have um, other conversations, y'all. Keep reaching out to me through email um, and bringing up different things. And if you know me, just call me or text me. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep coming up with ways to go a little deeper, maybe on the side through conversation on the phone or whatever the case may be. We'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, once you figure out that the gods and everything that's being referred to are just representations of energies that have been personified, which has just been put into a persona uh, so they can be given to you in a personal way so that you can understand them and take them in without rejecting them. That's all it is. That's all it is. We know the word persona just means mask. We know that. That's all it is. These are just roles being played. These aren't real people. These are examples, allegories, and, you know, you can life lessons that can be applied to anyone. That's why it's universal to everyone that reads it. Think about it. You're not reading about a person. You're reading about yourself. That's why the whole thing is kind of reflective when you read through it. You're always reading it and thinking about yourself. So you can get some places through that, but the religious part of the whole thing will keep you constricted because that's the thing. The Bible and religion are two separate things. The Bible is not religious. It is a book of information. It's not religious. Two separate things. The Bible says Holy Bible, Helios Biblios. It just means uh, papyrus or a collection of papers about the sun. You know, that's what Helios means. The sun. So this is the sun book. And this is why you have the son of God and all the Jesus stuff. Because this is a character that is representation of that. The thing you look up and see in the sky. The life giver. You got to pay attention. I know you believe what you believe. A lot of you people that believe that stuff still. But you got to grow up. You don't believe in the Santa Claus no more. The Easter Bunny. They told you that too. Don't forget. And they still pushing that. <laughs> My point is this. All those gods and all those energies reside within you. You are everything that the universe is made of. Everything. You are all those gods and all those energies. For one, you think there's so many because different cultures have taken the same gods and put them in their culture's form. So that's why you have so many. But these are all, a lot of them are copies. <laughs> a lot of them are copies. And a lot of them are the same energy, but slightly different from a different time. So it has a different name. The Bible does that too. With Paul and all that, with the name changes. The Bible does that too. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that ancient Egypt did. Like Horus and Heru, for example. It's the same thing. 
It's the same character, but at a different time, it has a different name, right? It's no different than being angry. Let's say we call something anger, right? This is a god, the god of anger. That's why they have all the different type of stuff, right? It's the same thing. Now we just say anger. We call it anger. And let's say you're angry. So you're in that energy. Boom. Now, let's say you're moving out of malice along with that energy. Now, let's say another time you're angry. Boom. You're in that energy. But this time you're angry because someone did something to one of your loved ones. And you're not moving out of malice, but you're moving out of some type of uh, protection, um, um, avenger type stuff, right? Vengeance. But that vengeance came from love. And it both landed you in the same energy of anger. Both situations. Right? So this is why anger can be in two different forms and have two different names. This is why gods can be two different look like two different gods but or godlike energies but and have two different names and be the same thing you know this is so these are just examples of that kind of stuff this is the kind of logic that was being used creating all this that's all this is this whole thing is an example and description of us flipped inside out and taken apart and just used and used and used until the things that were born of the pieces never believed that they were a whole thing and always just believed that they were the pieces their whole life, just pieces, individual pieces. That's what a lot of us are doing. And a lot of people want to become activated or awakened i get it and you're looking for information you're looking for knowledge but it's not going to make the right sense to you until it makes the right sense to you that's the only way it works once you start collapsing these different narratives once you start collapsing these agendas and these things that 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 are in place once you start collapsing those energies within you and realizing what they equate to outside of you, what they really are, then you can make actual progress. If that's what you want to do as far as waking up or becoming activated. And when I bring that up, you know, don't think it's mystical. What I'm talking about is, you know, they will refer to it as junk DNA. There's a set, there's a there's there's strands of DNA that don't seem to be doing anything. And what they don't realize is that those strands of DNA actually do become activated at a certain time in your life. But there are many things that they have put in place in life to kind of keep you from reaching the point of activation. And that's why the black man is going to be a large target because you will be the strongest being on earth. Because one, you possess a certain type of melanin that is alien to this place. And two... You have connection with your pineal gland, which makes you ultimate. So if we can target you, if we can target your kind, we could at least suppress a possible superpower. If we could distract them, if we could get them off to the side, 
Invent this school stuff, sports, all this stuff, any kind of distraction. Pay them. Make money important so we can pay people to do stuff. You see? These are all just, eh, it's important as what we make it. Now we're in a situation where these petty things have become important, where we trade paper for stuff. And then we're mad about the amount of paper that we trade for actual things that we eat or do when the actual thing that we eat or do or the experience is the real value the paper was just the paper that is not what needed value it's a symbol of value we gave a symbol value and that's what we do here we keep giving value to symbolism I don't know why. So, when you realize that you are the universe, you are everything, and everything is you, it's the reason that you feel how you feel about this whole thing, because it is reflection of you and the whole thing. You know, the experience and the experience or are not separate from each other. They are the same thing. They are the same thing. There is no inside without outside. There's no up without down. That's why I said there could have never been a time where there was nothing. That doesn't make sense. Even the Bible says, um, darkness fell upon the face of the deep. That existed before anything was created by that Godhead energy persona. Before anything was explained from that angle of that thing, uh, what existed was the darkness, the melanin, the black, the void, the, the, the place where when you're trying to think of something, you close your eyes and you cut off the world for a minute and you retreat inward to find that thing that you're thinking about. That's why you close your eyes. That's to go back inside. Let me go back inside where I came from. Let me retrace my steps. So when you start to see that, I don't care if you're the ant, the caterpillar, the wasp, the bird who probably really is cocky about this whole thing, right? Because he flies. <laughs> he probably says, man, this is my world. Look at all those things stuck to the ground. You see? We all feel the same way. No one is any different than anyone else. Everybody has all abilities that there is. There's no such thing as this person can do something that this person can't do. That's crazy. That's why I didn't really believe in the whole IQ tests and intelligence stuff because it really didn't, you know, I took that stuff when I was younger. I got high scores. Years later, my score, I just, I noticed my score kept going up. But this is how I felt about those, those tests. This is why I didn't really care um, about those tests. Because I realized then that intelligence wasn't measured by what you knew. It was measured by how your brain actually worked. 
So in this way, you could be extremely intelligent, but have nothing. And also desire nothing. If you're really intelligent. <laughs> so... It gets to a point where you realize that this is a level playing field in a sense. If you're talking about being inside some of the constructs that were created around you, no, it's not level because you didn't create those in that way. Um, and they weren't created for you to feel any kind of success or however you're trying to feel. If you're in something and it makes you feel a certain way, that's how it makes you feel. Instead of changing it, why not get out of it? Instead of trying to make arrangements to stay, why not get out of it? You must have something better in mind if you don't agree with the situation you're in to the full extent. If you're not all in, you got to create something new. This whole thing is wide open. Nobody's in charge unless you put them in charge. Things only matter as much as you make them matter. What are we talking about? We can have many conversations about many things. But when it comes down to it, there's really nothing to be said. <laughs> Just look towards the sun. And power up. Stay connected. And just stay connected. Because this whole thing is something that a lot of people don't realize it is. And don't make the mistake of living your life and making things important that were never meant to be that important. It was all a part of the game. Everybody's in the center of their own universe. You are self-centered. The world does revolve around you. Obviously. You come from the center of yourself. How could the world not revolve around you? Change your perspective. Because this thing is easy once you figure it out. It's been you the whole time putting yourself through most of what you're going through. It's you. It's nobody else. All you got to do is go inside. That's what meditation does. Meditation is this, that chance to get disconnected from the consciousness of here, retreat inward, and find inner peace in the inner world. 
to see what you really feel like. And when you get really deep into meditation, you can see what you look like. And you'll get shown things. So, my point is, you know, this whole thing, this whole thing is amazing. This is an experience. Don't spend your time beating yourself up trying to live up to something that you've created that's not even real. Don't look for success. Don't spend any of your energy on that stuff. You do what your energy, your heart space is attracted to doing. And do that as much as you can. Things will fall in line. You will be tested. That's the point. You're here now. You designed it this way. But you also made a way for you to have yourself a way out. (laughs) You also made a way for you to have yourself some solution within this whole thing. You wouldn't have left yourself stranded. I laugh when I find that last minute way out. Like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have left myself stranded. That makes sense. (laughs) Live this thing a little different. Play the game a little different. Stop taking the game so serious. Stop taking it personal. Unless you're going to take it personal enough to realize that it's your fault anyway. You're the only one. If you can get over yourself, you can get past yourself. So anyways, this has been a conversation, just uh, something quick. Um... Thanks all return listeners, first time listeners, welcome. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. I'll be back. All right, it's been my three cents, wholeness.